Hello, and welcome to the One Church podcast. This message was recorded for our online service. We're not meeting at our church buildings at the moment, so tune in live this Sunday for our next online service by going to weareone.church or finding us on Facebook. Good morning, One Church. My name is Nathan, and I have the privilege of bringing our fourth and final part of our latest teaching series, which is called Shipwrecked Hope from the Wreckage. In this series, what we've been doing is looking at a story which is found in the book of Acts. And it's about a man named Paul, um, when him, along with 275 others, they were shipwrecked off the coast of Malta. And there's a, there's a fascinating part in this story where they start taking all the cargo on the ship and they were just throwing it overboard in order that they might be saved. And we've been using that story to draw a bit of a parallel between uh, that time and the time, the, the testing and tumultuous time that we find ourselves in now. And we're asking ourselves, like, is there any cargo that we could do without? Is there any cargo that we need to throw overboard to, to get out of our lives? Um, anything that we need to rid ourselves of that is just holding us back um, and hindering us from living the lives that we should be living. So we've looked at things like relationships and, and asked, are there any relationships that need to change? Uh, we've looked at things like the way we think, our mindset, is there any, is there any uh, ways of thinking that we just need to, to, to get rid of? We've looked at how we see disappointment and, and asked, does, does that need to change how we look and view disappointment? And, and I've really enjoyed just like looking at my own life and considering like what needs to change? What could I throw overboard? What could I get rid of? Um, I've really enjoyed just like going through a lot of my wife's possessions and, and seeing how many of them I could throw away without her noticing. Um, so that's, that's a really great, uh, helpful exercise for me and that felt great to do. Um, I'm joking, of course. Um, but yeah, we've been asking ourselves, what do we need to get rid of? And, and today, the fourth and final part, I'd like to, to present the, the, the title, the theme of this short message in the form of a question, and that is this. Does my view of God need to change? I want you to ask yourself that question. Like, does my view of God need to change? Question mark. A.W. Tozer said this. What comes to mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. What comes to mind when we think of God is the most important thing about us. And I think like wherever you are, whoever you are, um, and wherever you are on this journey of faith, if, if you're not even sure what you believe, if you believe God is there or not, right through to someone that perhaps has been a Christian for many, many years, um, I think that statement is true. What you think about God is the most important thing about you. It affects everything about you, how you think, how you speak, how you live, what you prioritise. You see, if, if I have a view of God, if I think of God and I view him like a loving, uh, heavenly, benevolent father, um, then I will live my life with, a, with almost a sense of security that comes from knowing that I'm a child of God. If perhaps the first thing that I think about when I think of God is uh, he's, he's a saviour, he has saved me from my past, he saved me from myself, um, then, the, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live my life with a sense of thankfulness and gratitude uh, over the fact that God has saved me and he's, 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 he's given me a purpose and a hope. Um, if, if the first thing that I think about when I think about God, if I see him as, a, as an angry God, if I think God is mad at me, God is angry, he's disappointed in me perhaps, then I will live my life with a sense of guilt, shame, disappointment, uh, with a heightened awareness of the things that I've done wrong or the things that I get wrong, waiting for some form of divine retribution to come and just smite me for my mistakes. Um, and right through to if, if I don't believe God is there at all, like that's, that's going to have an impact 
on my life. That will affect every part of me. Like, what is your view of God? Does your view of God need to change? Now, our views are typically formed and based on our experiences. That, that's, that's typically how you and I will, will form a view of something. So, for example, I have a very negative view of the M6. Like, purely because I am yet to have a positive experience of it. It's just been negative all of the time. Every time I go on that road, I, I am stopped. There's traffic. It's horrible. It's, it's just not It's a poor design. My experience has been negative. Therefore, my view is negative. Conversely, Five Guys Burger Restaurant, my experience has been nothing but positive. Um, those burgers are mind-blowingly delicious. So therefore, my view is incredibly positive. And, and you'll be able to relate to this, that there, there are products and people, destinations um, that you will have a certain view of based on your experience of them. Like, that makes sense. That, that's logical. That's how we kind of make sense of the world and see things and form opinions and views. What I want to suggest, however, though, is, is that falls short and that way of thinking isn't helpful when it comes to thinking about God. When it comes to our view of God, the most important thing about us and and here's why i think that because if if my if i'm using my experience if i'm using like my life the experience of the human experience all the things that i'm going through my my circumstances past and present if i'm using those things to form my view of god then what will happen is when things are going well i will say like yeah god god is great i am blessed god loves me i am blessed i am blessed every day of my life i am blessed when i wake up in the morning till i lay my head to rest i am i am blessed i am blessed thank the lord for thy goodness however if my life isn't going well if things are difficult if i have a a, a metaphorical or literal shipwreck like and and i'm using my experiences to form my view of god then what will happen is if it's negative if it's not positive, suddenly, God, where are you? Like, God, you, you can't possibly care about me. Are you even there? My view of God will suddenly change. And if the quote we read at the beginning is true, that it's the most important thing about me, what I view about God, and if that's based on my experiences, suddenly, the most important thing about me is suddenly very fickle and very changeable. All in one moment, out the next, high one moment, low the next, hot one moment, cold the next, if it's based on my experiences. Now, let, let's look at the, the story that we've been studying together. And, and what I wanna do is just summarize it, put it into a nutshell for us. Um, because I think we can see in Paul's life, and if you've not read the story, like let me encourage you just to read the whole book of Acts, but particularly what leads up to the shipwreck, because it's just chaos. Like th this man named Paul, he, he has this radical Damascus Road conversion. He loves Jesus. He wants to tell the world about him. Um, and he does that in the city of Jerusalem, which is where this particular segment of his life sort of starts. Um, and it's just absolute bedlam. So if we, if we look, let me summarize it for us. So he preaches the gospel in Jerusalem. The people that are listening to him, they hate what he's saying so much that they start a riot. Um, they attack him. They want to kill him. They say that he doesn't deserve to live because of this. Paul is arrested. Uh, he's nearly flogged, but he's spared of that because he's a Roman citizen. Uh, the next day he's released. And if, if that were me, if I was like beaten within an inch of my life because of trying to share Jesus, like I'd go off and moan and, and just like nurse my wounds a little bit. He doesn't. The very next day he's back out there 
preaching again. Um, Mid-preach, he gets punched in the mouth, um, an experience I'm yet to to go through. Uh, And another riot ensues. He's arrested again. uh, And then the next day, a religious mob, they conspire to take his life. They make an oath saying, if he's not dead, we're not going to eat or drink until he is dead. The plan that they make is leaked, however, so he's moved under the cover of nightfall and then begins this succession of trials where he's speaking to more and more powerful people. He appeals to Caesar and that's the thing which gets him on the boat under arrest um, and they are being uh, shipped to the centre of the Roman Empire, to Rome, uh, when a storm hits and so begins this 14-day battle for survival whereby they are throwing things overboard and then the boat is wrecked and ruined off the coast of Malta. That's a crazy journey to go on. Like That's a that's a bad day and a half. Um, and, and we could say that, like, Paul, if his view of God was based on his experience, it would be fair to say that God was mean or God had abandoned him. God didn't care. God was punishing him for all of that. But what strikes me when you read this story and see what Paul says and see his conviction, his confession, his behavior, his response it's remarkably consistent and like he has so much conviction he is resolute steadfast in his determination to to follow what he feels god has called him to do which is to preach that jesus saves and every moment every opportunity uh, every circumstance experience he sees as a moment to to preach the goodness of jesus to say jesus saves jesus died he rose again he loves you he's for you Um, and he's doing that at every moment of this incredible story so for paul his view of god wasn't based on his experience rather his view of god changed his view of his experience it changed his experience so and i think you and i have that same choice today to either allow our view of god to be changed by experience so allow our experiences to change our view of god or for our view of god to change our experiences to allow our experiences to change our view of god good or bad or to allow our view of god to change, to inform and to shape and frame all that we go through in life. So it's an incredible idea. And let me ask you again, like, what is your view of God? Does your view of God need to change? Is it accurate? Is it true? Or has it over time been shaped, changed, warped perhaps by some negative experiences? It says this in Hebrews 12 verses 1, it says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And, and when, when I was preparing for this, I really felt that some people listening, like you have, because of your experiences, you have picked up and adopted a view of God, which is inaccurate and even harmful. Like your view of God is hindering you. Your view of God is, is warped, it's, it's, it's entangled. And the scripture there encourages us to run with perseverance. It encourages us to throw off everything that hinders us, everything that entangles, the sin that entangles. And let me ask you, like, what is your view of God? Like, what is that based on? Have you got to a point where you think that God is angry at you? That God is, is waiting for you to make a mistake, to make another mistake, that God is somehow disappointed in you? Is that your view of God? Is your view of God that he doesn't care? that he didn't do what you expected him to do. He didn't answer your prayer in the way that you thought he should. Therefore, he's, he's not there. He doesn't care about me. Like We're given 
a, a wonderful insight into how Paul viewed God and then how that affected how he viewed his circumstances. So right in the middle of that um, crazy chaotic time, as I mentioned, there's a moment where he's in, he's in prison and it says this, this is in Acts 23 verse 11. It says, the following night, the Lord stood near Paul and said, take courage as you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so you must also testify in Rome. Take courage as you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so you must also testify in Rome. So what can we glean from that? There's a lovely phrase, the Lord stood near to Paul. So Paul's view of God was that God isn't distant, God isn't far away, God is a God that stands near me. Like that's such a wonderful phrase, that's such a wonderful picture. I think of my son, when he gets nervous, when he gets a little bit um, I, I, uneasy, when he's a bit frightened, all I need to do is just go and stand next to him. And, and what the, the profound effect and impact that has, it's, it's wonderful, it's remarkable just to see him relax. Like my dad's there, it's okay. Like what, what a picture that is, just to stand next to someone, to be near someone in their pain, to be near someone in their joy, to be near someone in their grief. God is a God that stands near. Take courage is what he said. God, the view, God gives me courage. He instills courage within me. And then you must also testify in Rome, God was a God that reminded him of his purpose, that called him forward. And with as much conviction as I can muster, I would say to you today, whatever you are, whatever you're going through, God is a God that stands near you. God is a God that wants to instill courage into you. And God, if you will allow him, would use every event, every circumstance, everything that you will ever go through to tell a wonderful story of his goodness and his grace. What is your view of God this morning? And how does that affect your uh, experience, your circumstance, how you are living each day? Like, let me encourage you, like, wherever you are, wh whatever you have gone through in this moment, like, God wants to reveal to you an accurate view of himself. One that would change how you live every day. One that would change how you see yourself and what you're capable of, how you see your future, how you see your present, even how you see your past. Like, the forgiveness that he gives and offers is just remarkable. So, so wherever you are, like, let me encourage you to, to not allow your view of God to be framed by your experience. Rather, let your view of God change your experience. For Paul, his view, it gave him hope. Hope in the wreckage, hope in every situation. It gave him perseverance, it gave him purpose. And I want my view of God to be the same. I want my view of God to, to um, help me show love and hope and joy, like wherever I go, in whatever circumstance, whether good or bad. And I believe the same can be true for every single one of us. So, so right now, I want to pray. Like This could be the first time that you've ever prayed. This could be the first time you've prayed in a long time. Um, like God wants to show his true self to you today. He wants you to know him. He loves you. He is for you. He stands with you. He wants to give you courage. Um, in Jesus, he gave you the best that he had. He gave us the best that we had. Like he had. He took our mess. He took our shame. He took our wrong and gave us hope, forgiveness, salvation, redemption. So much in that wonderful, beautiful exchange. Like he stands near you, he speaks courage into you and he calls you forward. Like let's, let's pray that today. And, and maybe you're a Christian, you've had a view of God, a relationship with God for a long time. Is it an accurate one? Does it need to change? Do you need to throw out an old, archaic, unhelpful, harmful view of God even? 
I know that he is for you. He is a loving, forgiving father that cares about you, that stands near you, speaks courage into you and calls you forward. So come on, wherever you are, uh, let's pray together now in Jesus' name. So Father God, we thank you uh, for the time that we have shared together. We thank you for your word, that it reminds us of who you are. It shows us truly who you are. And Lord God, help us to, to live each day like viewing you as you are and allowing our view and our hope and our faith, our relationship with you, allowing that to, to change our experience rather than our experiencing experiences changing how we see you. I pray for everyone listening. I pray that right now they would know you stand near them in whatever they are going through, that you speak courage into them, Lord God, and that you have a plan and a purpose that you are calling them forward into. In your name, Jesus. Amen.